To Queer Alien Blast. Today we're going to talk about the ships of Roswell uh, with the exception of Malik's because as usual they're going to get their own episode. Um, but before we get into that we did want to talk briefly. We already did our Alex episode for the hiatus um, before the podcast with Tyler came out and we learned some things about uh, his heritage and him getting cast in the role of Alex and we wanted to briefly touch on that before we get into it uh so who wants to start I want to start shocking um I am so utterly disappointed actually like I read over the transcript because in my mind I was thinking okay Maybe he misunderstood. Maybe it was something he just found out that he wasn't actually Native American and whatever. But the way that he admitted that he's known for a while and that he laughed it off. And we'll not even talk about the fact that the podcast host called it Indian rather than Native American, but we won't even do that. But that he laughed it off and even said in the podcast the pool for Native American actors is small. But no, knowing that and still willing to, to be in a role or take on a role, when you, he knew from the very beginning he had no business taking it is disappointing. And I am sorry, but it's true. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's disappointing all around because it's, I'm disappointed in Tyler. I'm disappointed. <laughs> we knew that, I mean, Karina and the show weren't perfect, but also, the moment that you like a, an actor um, and you know that, that they don't fit like with your character, but you still want that actor to play the character, then you change the fucking character. Yeah, like, it's a character. It's a character in a show. So you find out just... that he has a different mom or right. whatever. It's a fucking CW show. You can make it dramatic. You could, I mean, literally any comedy. I mean, you could do it. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but Alex was white in the original show, right? Yes, everyone was. Right. So the moment that you have, you want Tyler to play Alex, you say, okay, we'll just ditch the idea that Alex is native or... I don't know the chain of events in terms of, because I do know that our, like Roswell, New Mexico couldn't very well and shouldn't ask him to prove anything like they have to take his word at it which i totally understand so i don't know at what point they found out that you know if they're just finding out now as well like with this whole podcast or if it was something that they knew before i have no idea but Mm -hmm. i think at this point and again people are like harping on this dna test which does not even matter Mm -hmm. it literally has nothing to do with anything the minute that he knew or you know it should have been a larger discussion and then they should have started and I, I have I have no hopes. I have desire for them to address it in, in season three, but I have zero hope that they will. I mean, I don't, yeah. especially now that Jesse's dead, like they, any family drama they could have had with that. I mean, they could still do something, especially because Alice's mom is supposed to be in season three. Mm-hmm. So why not we find out then that she's not Alex's mom? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really, truly don't. But there, that it needs, something needs to happen. Yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler didn't find out until they were filming season one of Roswell. Okay. Quotations, yes. yes. Supposedly. Yeah. So let, I'm going to give the the crew the benefit of the doubt here and say that they didn't know when they casted when they cast Tyler. And Tyler didn't know when he went for a Native American role. But at the end of the day, he, it was still like, you know, he still knew that if he had Native heritage, it was minimal. He knew that, to and it begin wasn't something with. he was connected with. Like exactly, it, right. it exactly. was something Which that he found out. Yeah. yeah, right. So, and maybe he didn't know how offensive that is to to Native American people, and but right. it doesn't it doesn't absolve him of of this. It's a mistake. I mean, he made a mistake. 
And I understand that, you know, it was back during Pretty Little Liars and he was theoretically a struggling actor and he was trying to get this role and it doesn't make it okay at all, you know, but it definitely needs to be addressed going forward because you have an actor in a major leading role on this show who is portraying a person of color when they're not a, Mm -hmm. a person of color. So let's move on and get to the actual uh, theme of the show here. We're going to talk about ships and we're just going to dive right in and start with our very favorite ship, Myluka. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, on my notes, it says, Myluka, what was the point? Um, I just, season two, Myluka, I have never been super anti my Luca, I think Malik's, I know Amanda hates this word, but I think Malik's is endgame. So my Luca never really bothered me. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> but um, so my Luca's never really bothered me. I'm like, you know what? When this is a, a plot point on the road to Malik's, whatever, it's fine. So they go through this whole thing in season two for what at the end? There was, I mean, there, to me, there was no point by the end. Um, the entire relationship was about Malik's like not the entire but most of it most of it was facilitating the threesome it was the even the breakup had to do with with this larger point about Nora and Trip and the cosmic connect like even that I would be a no wonder people who were fans of Maluka and Maria like flocked away mm-hmm. <laughs> after season two's finale mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because what there is there was no point to that relationship okay i say that i do think my luca had some very good scenes in terms of seeing a different side of michael now do i want to see that same flirty fun cute side with malix of course i mean this we, we are our bias is well known at this point so i don't mind that i thought they were cute i thought you know finally michael if michael gets to relax then i don't care who you know when Mm -hmm. in what context you know he needs like a nap and some tea um but the whole taking it from that fun and flirty thing and then trying to go from zero to 60 like really quickly and making it this like really it was never going to compete with a relationship that you've literally used the word cosmic with and you've literally done all these connections with how is it ever going to compare it was never going to so then it was it just a nod to the to the original show that's dumb and then it should have just been left at episode nine of season one mm-hmm. yeah. as like a nod to the original what do they call themselves candy shippers candy yeah. or yeah um so that could have been but then they, they they drew it out in a way that didn't did maria no favors what yeah i would say it did maria a complete disservice that whole relationship like i i liked maria i liked Michael and Maria's vibe in season one, I always thought they were super cool, like snarky, flirty besties. I thought that could have been great. And, I, and I've always liked Maria. But by the end of, the, of season two, I actively disliked her. And I hate that because mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those MLM shippers who hates the female hates character. The female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I actively try to not do that. But at the same time, like when I'm faced with a character who got pretty objectively awful in season two, because of her storyline, it makes it hard. I am uh, more in the middle of the the road here. Like I don't think much about Maria because anymore because the show doesn't think about her. They gave her this great setup again, business owner, strong, um, but not falling into that strong black female you know stereotype. Like she had layers or or was headed in that direction, and then it was just like somebody put the brakes on her character development and. I don't know if it's, you know, waiting on a better romantic relationship for her, for her to shine a, you know, a different storyline in general. I'm, I'm really hopeful that season three is going to be a God. And I'm, I remember saying it after season one, I'm really hoping season three is a lot more Maria. Now that we know this like family connection and all of this, you know, a lot more Maria with Maria being more than just the romantic love interest character, you know, and right. I know we had the same, and we'll get into it, but I know we had the same complaints about Alex in season two, that, that he's just there to kind of like prop up. Michael, Maria it has fallen into the same trap. Mm-hmm. So, so I really hope that season three, we get this 
I, I want them to explore the storyline more with her family, with her lineage and what her abilities mean. I just want more. I want to like Maria again. Yeah. I think for me, the thing with my Luca is I was waiting on season two to really decide how I felt about the triangle. Because um, it's like with the f- season one finale, I was like, this could go either way. I mean, I could really like the storyline. I could really hate it. I don't know. The thing for me is that most of it was telling and not showing, which is, you know, an overall problem. And also an overall problem for the show for me this season was that I don't know if it was because they didn't have time for it or whatever, but we didn't really get a lot of scenes that were just, for by Luca at least, that were just about the relationship like every scene had to have something to do with the plot so like most of their scenes and i went through some of them to make gifts recently most of them had like early on it was you know maria looking for mimi and then it was maria's family or you know or her illness or whatever like it always had another point it was never just about the two of them just existing i guess or having conversations about the two of them. If you just think about it, like Maria and Michael never had an actual conversation about Malik's. Never! It's crazy to me. But none like, of the couples she... have conversations on this show. They're always about the plot. It's right, never just... right, yeah. Which is why I said it's an overall problem. But like, when you have this big thing between the, between the two of them, and she has all of those conversations with, with Alex, which is fair, okay, she needs to have those conversations. But also, she's not with Alex. She's with, she's with Michael. She never has a conversation about their history or barely mentions, mentions it. They never have a conversation about the threesome. They never even broach the subject about Michael's bisexuality, for that matter. I mean, it's crazy. Like they, and then they tell us that they know all this stuff about each other, and they never show us that they talk about it, which, like, that's what really bothers me the most. The fact that I cannot, and again, the, the limitations of this show is the show is obsessed with having, you know, romantic pairings, but only has 13 episodes and is not going to give any depth to those, you know, romantic pairings. Not really, you know, we're not going to see a lot of conversations, but it is astounding to me how little, it seems like they got a lot of scenes. And when you're sort of looking back, you're thinking, okay, this is pretty substantial. But then you think about it and you're like, not really. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, a couple of like dramatic, you know, proclamations to one another. And then, you know, one like flirty breakfast scene, I guess, that turned sad. And it's just like, it, none of it was really of any substance whatsoever in a way that even in with the limited time they have that they've done with Malix and Echo and given them time to really... So you knew right off the bat. It's like they don't get any real substance behind them the way that other ships do. Well, in setting aside Malix, because they're not actively together on the show i would only buy that echo are in love because they've had the build-up they've had these scenes and then my luca like i don't buy that they're in love well i mean why would you you can only pay some as much of attention to something as the show gives it attention you know what i mean like i at least for me like i They've put no effort really into a lot of these, a lot of these pairings. So it's like, my Luca are a good ship, like aesthetically, (laughs) like they look good (laughs) together. They have good, (laughs) right. They have good chemistry on a certain level in terms of like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, again, that sort of snarky, well, what they had in season one, and then it died in season two, Mm -hmm. sort of antagonistic, flirty banter. But then it was like, well, the, you know, that's enough character development. We don't have to do anything more for them. That's enough. And it's like, well, not really. I mean, you know, you, you, that's disrespectful to both characters and for the ship in general. And again, I would be so upset if I were on my Luca shipper. Well, and if we hadn't had Malik's, if we hadn't had the buildup and the history and that pairing, and then they gave us my Luca, I, I probably would have shipped it. If you're going to put half of a super strong pairing in another relationship for dramatic narrative purposes or whatever, it has to be worth it. You have to still on some level be into it and build it up. Otherwise this has never once been a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Never once has this been a triangle when, when one side of that triangle is as strong and as um, 
deep and as much time has been spent on it, even in a few scenes, then it was never going to be. It's the world's weirdest looking triangle I've ever seen Mm -hmm. because the whole Alex and Maria thing, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to talk about it right now, but (laughs) it just, it never, it it doesn't make any sense. And I, Mm -hmm. I could see what they were going for. It's that, because remember that interview that Karina was like, yeah, there's never been like a queer will they won't they blah, 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 blah. um and it's yes, like there has you just yeah. haven't seen that uh, right shows. right exactly of course there has um but the question is not will they won't they i mean i know as a fandom right. we do the will they won't they but it's not will they won't they i mean if there is a such thing as fucking in game whatever that means then alex are clearly it mm-hmm. uh, and what the show is sort of uh, just the same way that echo is even though i don't mm-hmm. even ship them and i ship them, you know with other people i know the ending of the show i, I know where it's going so which is fine i mean people which is fine right you but, should be able to see where the story's going you should have some idea of where the story's yeah. going and and we've talked about the trend of like pulling the rug out from under the viewers and how exhausting mm-hmm. that is it's fine to see that that you're going there and it's okay to have like these these plot points on the road to that it's just a matter of getting it right. Like I, as much as I want Malik's together, I would have been happier if they had dragged out the Myluka a little bit through season two into season three, build them up more, give them more. Cause I think that Michael could have had a lot to learn from that relationship. Which he, he did. I mean, this is the one thing that I like about Myluka is that he, he did teach Michael something. The thing is we don't see how he learns most of that. Like he says, right. he's learned it, I can, and we can see it from, you know, an episode to another. From? Yeah, where did it come from? I mean, we can see that he thought about it, like when it's the thing about, you know, Maria wanting to use her powers and Michael wanting her to wear the necklace or the bracelet or whatever, and him learning to let her do her thing because he knows that he has his own abandonment issues and everything that was a good episode the thing is we only see i'm pretty sure we only saw maria's side of it like okay well where's the middle part right yeah you show the beginning and you show the end you have to give us the meat in the middle for it to matter right like that's that's what makes a good ship really i mean that's yeah what makes a sustainable one is you have to give us, and it doesn't, the thing is, is that we talk about time limitations or I do, it doesn't even take that much to, to insert mm-hmm. scenes here and there or conversation here and there to, to give depth to a relationship. We've seen it with other characters and other shit. That's that comes down to what was the point? And there really wasn't one. You have it wrong. Mimi hasn't disappeared. Yes, she can be inconvenient. She can make people uncomfortable, but maybe she's supposed to be and, uncomfortable inconvenience that saves lives. Now I need to be inconvenient and I don't want to be someone that hurts you. I think that we should find out what's next, apart from each other. Wait, so you think that if, if we break up, I'm gonna be able to stop caring about you? I learned so much being with you you sacrificed yourself without hesitation when Alex needed you. I would have done the same for you. I know. I don't doubt your capacity for love because you made me so happy <laughs> this year and I loved being someone that made you happy. I just think that we should leave it me before I wonder if someone else could make you happier. And that breakup scene could have that breakup scene in and of itself is really good. It's it's strong as a scene. Yes. But narratively, it did not make sense. It's because infuriating. <laughs> I was angrier than I thought I would be for my Luca stands. Like, mm-hmm. I was angry for them. I was like, man, I would be pissed yeah. if I shipped these people and this is the breakup scene we got because it was all about Alex. It was all about the plot. It was where in the world did it come from where Maria was like, mm-hmm. maybe somebody else can make you happier. Where did this come from, right? What the fuck happened in those seven episodes? We never saw a conversation. We never saw any hint between Michael and Alex in front mm-hmm. of Maria that this was a thing. So where did this come from? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. where did this, and again, I know their intention. I never saw anything leading up to it, which is why that is the most infuriating scene of all time. So um, my other ship that my response was, what was the point is Forlex. 
And I'm hoping, I guess, maybe that we get more of a point in season three. The funniest way a ship has ever gotten together ever in the history of time. I crack up every time I see the ending of episode 13. You you watched this man stand on stage and sing the most romantic slash heartbreaking slash bittersweet song. And you know who it was about. There was no question. We all know. And then he gets off the stage and then says, oh, it's a long time ago. Bro, (laughs) I don't write songs like that for people. Just because Alex and Michael are fucking clowns. Like, it's the same thing that Michael says to Maria. If I were Forrest, I would have said, oh, bro, this is not a long time ago. You clearly are still in love. I'm a bounce because I am not. This is not my scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, so they ended with a kiss and I laughed out loud because <laughs> where other, now we have a shift that is laughably not going to last because what mm-hmm. a setup. What a setup. This incredibly romantic relation, or, you know, moment between Michael and Alex and then he get, w- gets with four legs. Okay. And then we, we could have had. That's why it didn't even bother me because it was fucking hilarious. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, we could have had that. Okay, so I would have, if they'd had their first kiss before Alex sang that song. Right. They had to say they had that kiss. And then Alex sings his love theme to Michael. And they end that scene with Michael and Alex looking at each other across the room, knowing that they're still in love, that they're eventually they're going to, to be together. But now it's not the time, like Michael said or whatever. And then Alex went back to Forrest because he, I think... My Luca and Forlex are about Michael and Alex learning things about themselves to be right for each other in this relationship. I'm not, I'm not anti Forlex. I I don't particularly ship them, but they don't do anything for me, but but I see the point. But having that kiss, (laughs) first kiss, 10 seconds after Alex is basically declaring his undying love for somebody else who's in the room. What a choice. But it's just so funny to me because, yes, I get the point of these relationships. Like, we, the moment I saw Forrest on screen, I was like, oh, okay, well, the hair, the, you know, again, Walmart Alex, we know what he's supposed to do. I get it. He performs a function. And it would make sense for a character like Forrest. He's not a main character, probably only going to be in a couple more episodes. We, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. The reason it's worse with my Luca is that Maria is a main character. Right. So they treated her like she's Forrest or Steph when she's her own main character in the show. So that's yeah. why it's almost easier with Forlex because it's like, bro, what? If he's in three more episodes total, I would be shocked. Yeah. I wonder if his character suffered by their decision to change him at the last minute. One hundred percent. And one hundred percent. All of a sudden, he's not evil. Which great. I did not want Alex's love interest and another so character badly. to be evil. But you have to assume that they cut some scenes out that he would right. that would have built on them and built on him, and now we don't have it. And you're just like, okay, yeah, I guess he's into him. Sure, why not? Yeah, the worst mistake that show ever did, narratively and in character development for Forrest, was to change their minds, because it's it's completely clear. Um, it's you completely wiped away any depth he could have had in that show. He mm-hmm. is could be replaced with literally anyone else and it would be the same thing if you ship them you know lots of people ship them totally fine whatever i get people wanting to ship alex with someone other than michael totally understandable but it's he's not anything he's nazi guy he's he's wearing the same ring as evil people and we're just supposed to ignore that but that's fine so i mean it's it's laughable and it's again it's it's if you wanted Michael and Alex to learn these things about each other, then I don't know. I, I feel like there was better ways to do it, but especially not the expense of again, Maria, mostly most of all yeah. out of anyone. I, mean, I, I mean, personally am glad that I'm glad that they changed it on one level because after the first season, having the villain be a person of color and in the second season, having the villain be a queer character, wasn't going to be super crazy about that, but that's a decision that should have been made before they filmed the season. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, also it would be, we would have been interesting if they at least kept it like they were going to have him as, evil or like alex was gonna think or 
you know, Something. research the fact that it was evil and then it turned out not to be. That would have been interesting, but they cut it all out. Like he, you just have these red flags like the ring, which you, you really have to look at it to find it. And then nothing else. So he's, he's not interesting in the least. But I will say that it's obviously the point where four legs are in this in season two is where Mayuka was in season one. So season three would be where we really see something about four legs, I guess. But, but, but Karina said we won't. But also Karina's not in the picture anymore. So where will it go? Well, and the, from again. everything I can tell, supposedly things that she was involved in, they haven't really changed much. Now, granted, that is, this is like pre-COVID. Who, the, who yeah. in the hell knows now what's going on? But if we go by that, she basically said, yeah, he's not really going to matter. <laughs> like, yeah. he's which not even knew. Really in it. Which we knew. Yeah. But so then, then truly what was the point? Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. If he's not there to, he's, he was there to help Alex again and quote, come out of the closet. But is that his only function? Like, is he, is that it? Are we, you know, I, I just, I, okay. I, don't know. I mean, it's you could just, have just had Alex go to the, to go to planet seven and hook up with a random guy and that would have done the same thing. Yeah. I do enjoy seeing Alex with someone else. Right. Uh, because yeah. if they're going to have Michael with someone else, you know, there's a lot, I, I, I'm not opposed to having Forrest in terms of what it means for Alex. It's just, I'm never going to be invested in it because why would I be? We're not, we're clearly not supposed to be. And if you are, whatever, that's fine. Have fun. But it's just so that it it does perform a function and I'm glad to see him, you know, go on dates or do these things with other people. It's just, I don't know. You have to make him compelling. Yeah. I don't want them to waste a lot of season three on it because we i guess he was our the problems were quote unquote solved when he like made out with him in the wild pony sure um so you know what else is what other function could forrest really perform at this point so now we're going to move on finally and uh talk about isabel's ships so i know a lot of us shipped uh mary bell and uh R.I.P. to that one. Yeah. That's, oh, it was so. It was a good one. It had was such so potential. Good. Yeah, it had potential. I, that's unfortunate that it was the main ship. It was the main like you know queer female ship, and it's uh, that got torpedoed quickly. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it's got that good kind of enemies to to. Oh, such the perfect I, ship you know. ever. It didn't, like it made me so mad when they did that because okay, first of all. How are they all fucking related? All of them. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> secondly, they had such good scenes in season two up until that point. Only later on even. But like all of their scenes were good. I was a little confused by the thing that they did. They, were, they had very delicate scenes and then they went back to the sibling rivalry or whatever they call it. But there were such good scenes and there was a lot of good character development for both of them in those small scenes because they were very small scenes. And again, it's such a good dynamic to explore that they don't get to explore much because, you know, Isabel is always with the pod squad and Maria is always alone, basically. So that was what made me mad because... They were going, like, they were doing so well in season two. Mm-hmm. We had, like, I know I, I finished season one. I was like, damn, that's, that's a dynamic I want to see more of. And then I finished season two. I was, nope, not like this. Nope. Well, and we had so few scenes in season two compared to season one of, of female characters together. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. there was a definite was, lack yeah, of different. Maria and Liz scenes. There was a lack of, Is- I mean, you had Isabel and Liz. Which was great. Um, but there was I feel like we had different dynamics. I'm not, feel, I'm not yeah. mad at them being related, actually. I think that that could work really well. I think I'm mostly mad at, that it's the two of them. Yeah. Just because of the, the potential that we had. If I can let go of that, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it could be really mm-hmm. cool to, to give Maria more family, considering what's going on with her mom, and then Isabel giving her, you know, a connection with someone. I don't think that that's wrong. You're bad by any means. It could be really good. Yeah. I think it's just, 
it's just so like it, it's more I, when they when they're on the screen together now it's like oh the potential you know like yeah. what, what could have really i think their dynamic i mean i i love their dynamic i don't think it's gonna really change much with no. you know them being related um <clears throat> my main thing is also like they were the two main women that you could ship I guess, because, you know, you have, like, Liz and Rosa related, and Rosa and Isabel is weird now, and, you know, Rosa and Maria oh. will be weird now. Um, um, Liz and Maria is still... I mean, Liz and Maria really is left. it, but, you know, they're, they're never going to go for it. Well, of so. course. Well, you know, that's, shipping doesn't have to be because you want them. I mean, that's... that's not, I know, but, like, know. when you think about, um, you know, things that you could have possibly had in canon, I think... Maria and Isabel was it between like the main women. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's going to be like, we know that Isabel is going to have a female love interest um, in season three, if nothing changes, but it's going to be a side character, I guess. I mean, like any Which other. Which could be done well, as long as it's a side yeah. character that isn't a staff or a forest. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if, that, if, if that's it's my an fear. actual, right. Like if, if it's an actual good and well-rounded and and well-fleshed out side character that's you know great but if you're thinking if 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 we can put aside my hatred of the word in game but if we're thinking in terms of long term of the show and what it means the the side character that they stick isabel with is are they going to become a main character is this just going to fall Mm -hmm. by the wayside is this is is she just going to end up with one of the other main characters is that not you know is it just another plot point yeah right i want it to be if they didn't give Michael a chance to talk about his sexuality and they didn't, they gave Alex a little bit of, you know, some space to talk about it in different ways, which was nice. But if they didn't give Michael that, then I want them to at least give Isabel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really <coughs> don't want, it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't have to be one of those long drawn out, you know, what's my sexuality being all, it doesn't have to be that, but it has to be more than, you know, showing the Planet Seven shirt and saying, I didn't tell you about the lesbian part yet. Mm-hmm. I want her to have an actual conversation about what it means and, and what she's doing. And so I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about what they'll give Isabel. But now that we know that we've seen Steph and we've seen Forrest. So that's very naive on my part. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. fear. I mean, I just don't want it to be like a throwaway thing that they just put there for representation, mm-hmm. you know? Right, I mean, right, I know right. that Isabel is there no matter what. So no matter, you know, her romantic interests or, you know, if she does end up in a relationship, doesn't, she's queer, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's representation and she's a main character and she always will be. But if they are going to give her, you know, um, a female love interest i don't i just don't want it to be treated like it's something to, to just put there and like forget it like they did with stuff or forest that's all yeah um I, you know i loved the her isabel and blair like that was well done like we don't ever have to see blair again she performed a great function that was a fantastic scene so i just want that expanded upon you know like mm-hmm. i want it to be that sort of you know that was a hot scene that was a good scene very impressive in the midst you know. of that and the, yeah, in Ugh. the midst of that madness, it's the best part of the episode. You know, that was awesome. You know, so I want some combination of, you know, that sort of chemistry, but also having larger, you know, deeper conversations about what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my one note on Isabel and Blair is that it's just so funny to me because obviously for her first experience with a woman, Isabel would go for a woman that oh, looks, looks exactly like her. Like her. <laughs> her twin? <laughs> Her, her in like five or six years yeah yeah it's fucking hilarious like another hot blonde all right cool yeah that's it's just hilarious. so isabel it's just, yeah, absolutely yeah, awesome um uh, as excited as we are for isabel to get a female love interest i will admit that i was intrigued by the isabel and gregory scene where he like kind of isabel gregory her. isabel kyle what are you people talking yeah. about <laughs> I ship wars start now. <laughs> All this obsession with Isabel and Gregory. Who gives a shit? Obsession Isabel and Kyle. Obsession. I said yeah. I liked it. Isabel and Kyle. I like anyway, Isabel and Kyle too. You, you know, know what? what? I just want Gregory Isabel to be happy. I don't care if it's with Kyle or Gregory or Blair or whoever. I just want Isabel to be happy and have a happy relationship. 
but I do get I do get the Isabel Gregory and that was a really cute scene whatever you know that's fine I love Gregory he's great she would eat him fucking alive that would I think he'd enjoy that though I just think that she would overpower personality wise in a heartbeat so you know that that was very cute he's wonderful like I totally get that ship you know um but the and but the reason I'm like Isabel Kyle is because he would not be eaten alive by her. Like he would push back as you know as as hard as she gives, he would give as well. And I do like their the snarkiness between them. That whole dancing scene is I think about it every single day. So you're a doctor and a dancer and the world's foremost alien anatomy expert. Don't forget. Mm. <laughs> oh, I haven't forgotten. Mm. There's a meteor shower peaking soon. I'm supposed to be epic. I don't like meteors. They remind me of the night my entire family burst into flames upon entering the Earth's atmosphere. Oh God, I am so sorry. You're messing with me. Yes, I'm messing with you. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You want me to be serious, Wendy? Yes. Okay. I think you should take me into that bathroom right there. Uh, like, whoo! If I'm, that's, I could see Isabel and Kyle being the long run. I could mm-hmm. see them developing into something that could withstand the show, depending on how long it lasts. But, Agreed. But I think that they, that's, a, that's another dynamic that I like that is not dissimilar to Michael, Maria, mm-hmm. that sort of snarky, you know, that's, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, my personal preference of things that I like, you know, I'd like to see more of that in, in a lot of the, sh- a lot of other ship. I, I'm holding out hope. If my, if, if Isabel, if, if the female love interest that they introduce is clearly not meant to last, you know, and it's, she's clearly meant to be paired up with someone on the show. I would want it to be Kyle. Yeah. Let's briefly talk about the flashback ships, Trip and Nora and Roy and Louise. I saw Trip and Nora coming from a mile away, and that's totally okay because I'm with it. I'm, yeah, I'm into very it. Very cute. Great. <laughs> Way too much time on them. But, but I got it. <laughs> they were very cute. You know, I get that cosmic connection. Got it. She was as familiar as my own reflection. It took a few weeks to find her, but I was drawn back to the long form. Please, don't be afraid. I'm not here to hurt you. You must know that. The same way I know you aren't here to hurt me. It's warmer, closer to the fire. It was as if we were built from the same star. Drawn together by something cosmic. As a Malik shipper, I found their whole storyline very personally um, fulfilling. Yeah. I would like a spinoff show of nothing but Roy and Louise, though, because mm-hmm. that could have been real cute, and they didn't get enough time, or, you know, that mm-hmm. that was real good. Um, and also, quite possibly, even sadder than Michael and Alex is a ship. Like, yeah. It, that was, it, you did, there was really no point other than definitely for that plot, you know, that's, it was mm-hmm. last, we saw like 30 seconds of it on screen, but the dancing together, that was really cute. I mean, it was a good potential for ships if mm-hmm. they had their own show. They were just kind of like a very soft place in this whole storyline. And I, right, but, and it's a nice break, I think, because yeah. ships on this show can sometimes be super painful. Yeah. And even though yeah. it's sad because it's, you know it's still it right. But there's some like disconnect because it's supposed to be in the past. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I, get, I get what you mean. It's a little bit more. And, you know, whatever. It's fine. I don't I don't want any more flashbacks. Please stop taking away time from your main characters. Um, they they serve their function. purpose. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see it anymore. Love it. Great. Don't want to yeah. see it again. <laughs> if we're going to have any flashbacks in season three, I would like a flashback with Nora in the prison with Trip coming to check on her. Or yeah, because it's like, what the fuck happened after that? Because he just like leaves he just her left for her decades. There. Like, 
something had to have happened, old. right? Mm-hmm. Presumably, like, yeah, we need we need to fill in the gap a little bit there because now he just seems kind of like a dick. Right, because <laughs> no, like, he's not. It's what Michael says, like, when, when Alex is there, like, not in a finale, but before that, when Alex yeah. is kind of like, but maybe that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael is like, yeah, but she still ended up in Caulfield and she still died. So, you know, what the mm-hmm. fuck ever, Alex. I still think it would be cool if she didn't really die. I still think it would be cool. So let's talk a bit about the Orteco ships uh our favorite again let's talk about liz and max okay you know what you know what i really like them this season because um in season one i had so many problems with max and okay so part of season two is the fact that he's not there for most of it or for half of it so that was a big point but i really like that they didn't shove everything under the rug. Is that how you say it? Um, yes. So, like, Liz struggles with... I mean, I don't... I'm not struggles, but she has Rosa there kind of, like, say things, yell at her about things that she got wrong or whatever with Max. So there is this kind of feeling of, okay, maybe it was a little fast in season one, so we're going to, of course, correct that. And, you know, at least pose those questions. And when he comes back, they don't really have, I mean, they do have the one episode where they're like sunsets and horseback riding and all of that. And um, when she yells, I love you, when she, when he's, you know, going away, that was really cute, by the way, where she says that. But then they do have this struggle of saying like, Liz is a scientist and they have their really, really good scene in the finale when they break up but um but it's so good because that's that's what a good ship is about you know they do have this strong you know um morals i guess so there's very different ways of seeing the world and their lives and what's important what's not important and they cannot like reconcile their views of the world so i don't know what you thought love was gonna be like when we were 17 but it isn't just sunsets and horseback rides. You can't put this all on me. Okay, you were sneaking around behind my back. I apologized. I stopped. Max, you died this year. I was all alone because of a choice you made, but still every single thing I did was for you and about you and and, and with you. So when you were back, when, when I could finally touch you, I could finally breathe. I needed to take just one moment to remember where I end and where you begin. To just be whole in who I am. I am a scientist. I am am fighting for something that is bigger than me. I am trying to leave this world a better place. And I am in love with you. And right now, I hate it. I mean, they, they're gonna be okay, I know, with season three. I mean, of course, they're the big ship. But, like, um, it was really interesting. It was more interesting than season one being, like, yeah, I pined after a girl for 10 years, and now we're together, yay. Like, that was really boring. They're a good ship. I mean, genuinely, they have all the markers for a good ship. I don't care about them necessarily, but I get why. I do understand they get yeah. great scenes. There's a lot of uh, build-up. There's a lot of character development with a caveat of with as much of those things as you're going to get in a CW show. Right. So I get it. I, you know, and I do think that they were much more intriguing in season two than they were in season one. There was a lot more depth. The final episode of season two was probably the most interested I've ever been in Echo. Mm-hmm. Because that fight was good. Him destroying her stuff. You know, it was intense, but I, you know, I, again, and we've talked about this before, I understand both sides, you Mm -hmm. know, I think they're both dramatic benches, (laughs) but I do understand both sides, um, which again, I think is intriguing and it makes for interesting watching. Even if I think Max is super problematic and I think, again, I'm interested to see what they do with the whole cop situation in season three. You know, there's a lot that that is going to continue. But they do, if they do anything well, it, they do conflict very well. Like, yeah. they, they have good chemistry, and 
um, the conflict is, I mean, even might still be resolved a little quickly, but again, this, you know, it is Roswell, yeah. but it's still, there's still some communication. I only like Max in scenes with Liz. Yeah. And she makes him better. Uh, Janine makes Nathan a better actor. I just, I, I hate Max so much. <laughs> and <laughs> his, and, but I think of scenes like, like that la like the end of season two, I think of the I would have followed you anywhere scene in season one. And I like their scenes together. I would say I ship them. I just I hate Max so much that it colors mm. my my reactions to their scenes. They're definite they're interesting. They have a good dynamic. They have great chemistry. I just feel like I'm worried. So so there's supposedly, you know, a five season plan for the show. Mm-hmm. We're going into season three, and I feel like by the end, I'm just going to be so exhausted by by Max and his actions that I'm just not going to care about them right. by the end. But I hope I'm wrong, because I do like them. Like, I agree with everything y'all have said about them. It, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. They have a great dynamic. Yeah. There's really a five-season plan. I think they need to be apart for an entire season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want them back together in season to three. Yeah. I yeah. want there to be, the problems are just too much to deal with at this moment. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's too much. Um, I think that that would be really intriguing for them. It would make them even more, mm-hmm. there's nothing they could really do to make me actively ship them. I'm never, you know, I, and that's fine. I, you don't have to ship everything on the show. It's whatever. Well, and if we've got but, evil clone Max, Cowboy Max coming. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck me. Howdy, <laughs> partner. Like, let's have Max explore that and mm-hmm. kind of internalize, you know, what I really want Max to become more cognizant of the shitty things that he does. It would make me like him so much more. Like, you can still be an asshole. Just recognize that you're an asshole. And I want Liz to be cognizant of the mistakes yes. that she's made. Yes. And mm-hmm. that they've made to each other, with each other, all of those things. Again, mm-hmm. that's why it is. I don't know why I'm defending Echo so much, but that's why they're a good ship. Mm-hmm. Is that there is no black and white in terms mm-hmm. of they've both made mistakes. And we've gotten to see that. And that's what's, not to make everything about Malik, but everything's about Malik. But that's what's so infuriating about they're clearly set up to be the two major ships and Echo gets all this depth. I was going to say, And all these yeah. conversations. And then Malik's is left over here, you know. Having the same like, conversation 16 the same times. That I like the conversation. It's good, but we need to move on and have something else. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's mm-hmm. getting a little infuriating. I think maybe that's a little bit of shipper bitterness for me when I watch Echo is because it's like, oh, I want that, but I want it with her Malik. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if I have to find like the frustrating part of it all with Echo is that, I mean, aside from Max being problematic or, you know, both of them being doing problematic things, is that they're really the only shit that gets that kind of development or those kind of scenes. Like even like the sunset scenes, like the kisses with the sun behind them and all of that, like, why can the other ships get that? Like, none of the other ships get that. Not even, like, not my Luca didn't get those. Um, you know, Forlux didn't get those. Kind of, you, know, you know, whatever. They didn't get them. So, like, can whatever other ship please get some of that development? <laughs> can you take some time? I know I get that they're the main ship and the two main characters. Uh, and it's important. I you know, I don't want to, I don't really want to take time away from showing that because that's how every ship should have been shown. But if you can take some time away from other plot parts that could have been, you know, shorter um, and give other ships that kind of development or those even briefer versions of the those scenes that would be perfect and so, so good. Let's move on and talk briefly about Liz's superior, hotter, better, but probably evil ex mm. Diego. Who I'm pretty sure Max is in love with more than Liz. Is. I mean, and can oh, you put him like, to. now that's a threesome I would like to see. Thank you. I like, I, I remember love him, triangle. that first mm-hmm. scene with him and they showed him and I was like, damn. Wow. Very, very under, very much <laughs> Isabel in that, in that moment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you've got that, and and then you've got this. What did Rosa call him? Vanilla mayonnaise white boy, yeah. or whatever. White bread boyfriend. <laughs> yep. But here's the thing. Again, when Diego came on, you know, came onto the show, 
I do think it was supposed to be, mind the using of this word, but an echo of a love triangle. Like, Mm -hmm. it was supposed to, you know, is there some jealousy here Mm -hmm. or whatever? And of course, we knew, you knew, of course it wasn't. They're, they're, Max and Liz are that important that no random person they're going to bring is going to have anything to do with it. But I do like that it got, it gave some, a more depth to to Max and Liz and gave her some, some backstory Mm -hmm. that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to get so many, so much information about Liz before or like before she came back or whatever. So that was great. But again, this is why the love triangles on the show don't work because you have one ship or one couple that is clearly the most important, right? Like that's the only way love triangles work is if they're all equally important and you're, you know, really that's how it worked on what like vampire diaries or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm. They're all equally important and you really don't know what's going to happen. But you know, Diego, so that's why when anything Diego does, I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not, he's probably what one more episode, if anything, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, so Rosa, I, I know that you, Amanda in particular, have some issues with shipping her with anyone because of the age thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of frozen in time in 19. I, I don't have those same issues, but there, I just want her to be happy. I don't, oh, at this sure. point, I don't even really care who she's with or if she's never with anyone. I would be okay with her never being with anyone. Now it's a CW show. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Right. No, I mean, they're um, definitely going to have her be with someone. I guess for me, it's that I can't personally find a way to have her with anyone where it's not icky in some ways like and i get that i don't you know it's it, it'll be interesting when they do go in that direction which may not mm. which i don't think is going to be anytime soon i think if they're mm. going to have her anything romantic if it's even in season three it'll be like the later half of it maybe but there's no one on the show now that you could pair her with like it, realistically canon wise mm-hmm. like there's no one on the show that you could you could i mean it, I, I know that it, you like isabel and rosa mm-hmm um and all of that but i mean realistically what you could get in canon there's no one on the show i right. mean related to them or it's not even you know remotely possible so i don't so, know it would have to be another character so i do ship isabel and rosa but in a in a fanon sense if it was to be canon i would want it late season four into season five like at the end when rosa's had this time to kind of develop and grow and isabel the same that's the only way that I would want them in canon but I don't see it happening Go I think on, if they fine. found some way to bring that girl back that she was imagining what's her what, what was her name mm-hmm. um, her be cool with that um but yeah they would have to do some sort of there's a lot of emotional maturity that Rosa would have to reach for me to be able to romantically ship her with anyone um mm-hmm. yeah because just because she's the, you know, the body of a 30 year old or whatever, however old she is, you know, mentally she still is 19. And so, but then have pairing her with a 19 year old would be fucking weird. So, you know, again, it would just take some character development. I'm not opposed to it. It just depends on how they do it. And again, I, you know, I don't think it could be anyone on the show. So we're talking about yet another character added mm-hmm. um, that you could presumably realistically ship Rosa with. So I, I just don't spend a lot of time shipping Rosa with anyone because she's so, she's got so many issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Realistically, my ideal kind of end for Rosa at the end of the show would be for her to work through her issues with her, with her mom, with mm-hmm. her addiction issues and go off to art school or something. Oh yeah. Something for herself. Right. Because, and I, but I know it's not going to happen because the CW and, and media in general has this, this narrative that you can't be happy unless you're with someone. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't be fulfilled unless you are in a, especially on this network. Like it's always going to be, you have to be paired off at the end. Like when the show ends, everyone will be paired off in some way or the other. Imagine if the last shot we see when this show ends is Rosa going to art school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like what a great, beautiful, what a great way to, to do something for her that she needs, you know. And I think uh, about that scene in season one where, where Liz was telling Mimi about yeah, what say. happened with Rosa and what she wanted for her. And think about the the meaning behind that if she actually got to fulfill these dreams that Liz had for her. Yeah. What a beautiful ending. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Let's move on oh. and talk about the king of Roswell, Kyle oh, Valenti. Honey. It's so infuriating. Best and character on the show, worst, worst. He got dealt such a shitty hand this season, and it's not fair. And it's not just his romantic storyline, which is awful. Well, right. His relationship with Alex suffered this season. It was practically non-existent after the first episode. 
his relationships in general, just all the, the only bright spot was Kyle and Isabel. Yeah. Um, and well, and I, cause I obviously the big ship for him this season was Kyle and Steph. So before I want to say one thing that I do think it's wonderful. There was another uh, woman of color on the show. And I would be extraordinarily happy to ship Kyle and Steph if they didn't make Steph a cardboard cut out of a human. Like if they'd given her some depth and, and didn't introduce her as this like weird conservative, you know, universal healthcare hating like person. It was very strange. So I'm not opposed to that ship at all. I don't, you know, I and Kyle is above all ships for Kyle, like, you know, that's till the day I die. I still think is a better ship than anyone else, really, except for Malik. But, you know, I like the idea of Kyle and Steph, but they went about it in such a poor way that yeah. I dislike their scenes. Because if you, for most of the season, have to wonder if she's a ghost because yes. she doesn't interact <laughs> with other people, then maybe you've missed the mark on the ship. Because I genuinely was like, huh. Is it that even fan theory <laughs> makes sense. Holy shit, no one can see her. This is getting really supernatural, really good. And then, I mean, no, she's like actually meant to be in a live That would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Way better. <laughs> it could have been like, find out Kyle has a brain tumor. I don't know. It could have been anything. It just, I mean, but I'm, if, that's, if that's how you can spend half the season, then something went wrong. Well, and that's the embodiment of a lot of uh, issues that we've had with the show that we've expressed before, that everything is very isolated from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all these storylines are very separate. You've got Malik's over here and, and right. Luca or whatever. You've got Kyle and stuff. You've got Echo and these characters don't really interact with each other. I remember how excited we all got when they were all at the pony, like, except mm-hmm. for Alex, obviously, but you know, like they were all there together and that never happens. And it's supposed to be an ensemble show. And-, and it's supposed to be friends and it's supposed to be, I mean, I get that Steph, you know, when it comes to their isolated, I get why she's isolated. She's literally in the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. but you're telling me there's no other, I mean, I guess she had that one scene with Liz, but so far it's just so flatlined. I mean, it's just nothing. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm, it means nothing to me. And the fact again, oof. That we went zero to 60 with Kyle and Steph. That he has all these feelings for her at the end of the show. Great, I guess. Is it because she was dying and now isn't? Like, I don't, you know, I there's, so I don't know if the plan for season three is to flesh that out. Maybe introduce her to other people. And if so, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Because that could be really cool. Maybe but, other characters you know, will make her likable. Because yeah. she had the worst introduction right. maybe of all she's time. Just gonna be, maybe she's just going to be one of those... Um, you know, which I wouldn't be opposed to a female character who just like speaks her mind, does her thing, you know, whatever. But they're going to have to do a lot of catching up to get her integrated with everyone else. Yeah. And the weirdest thing of all is that like you can, I know I said this before, but you can literally take Kyle and Steph out of this season and none of it, except for like Max's surgery, none of it would change. Because Kyle didn't have a plot this season. Right. He really doesn't really interact with any... I mean, the best scenes for Kyle this season were when he was paired off with Max in that one episode. So good. (laughs) When he... um, um, There's there's this episode when they find out that um, Maria has visions um, and then they go to the hospital with Michael. The the Maluka part of it was weird, but the Michael and Kyle of it. Mm -hmm. And then Kyle and Isabel. That was good. Yeah. Whenever he was with other characters, that was good. Mm -hmm. And then you just have this nothing. I mean, I still have no idea what was going on with Steph. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, Kyle <laughs> is just sort of a wash this season. I mean, it just didn't... Mm-hmm. Uh, cute scenes here and there, but nothing substantial and nothing that, you know, really... The Kyle and Rosa stuff just didn't even matter. I mean, yeah, okay, it was they for t- one they, episode. They talked t- twice <laughs> and about this whole mind-blowing discovery that they're fucking siblings, and then they never really talk again after, what, episode, like, two? Three. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Well, that was dumb. Well, and you know who should have made out in a closet with Kyle this season? Was Max. Max! Max. <laughs> <laughs> anyone ever told they you you smell like rain? in a closet. <laughs> you smell like rain. If I'm in a dark closet with someone and I start sniffing them and telling what they smell like, that's a come on, bro. 
Like, also, not... when you consider when you consider that the other two people that said that thing were romantically involved with the person know. they said it to. Maybe maybe Liz well, has been yeah. a, a red herring this whole time, and the actual end game is Kyle yeah. and Max. I know. Fuck it. You know what? <laughs> I have problems with Matt. Fuck it. We'll just ship it. I mean, fuck it. They have great <laughs> scenes together. They that that puppy dog look when Max wanted Kyle to go with him to do some and some douchey investigation, you know, investigation or whatever. And Kyle said he had to work and Max literally looked like someone had kicked a puppy in front of him. He just looked so sad. He has a I just rewatched that scene and I was like, that's the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's like, has a little bestie that he, I think he is in love with. It's fine. <laughs> so that's really the end game. If there's going to be end game of anyone, it's Max and Kyle. Fuck all the other ships. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is our episode on the ships of Roswell that are not Malik's. We will be back eventually with another hiatus episode. We uh, have no schedule. Yeah, we have no schedule in the off season. Um, so we will be back soon with another episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram at Query Alien Blast. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye.